How do you make your pussy political? Why is dating white men such a damn stress sometimes? But I'm sure you can guess. Can you sink periods after not seeing each other for two years? This is basically life, looking at queer sex, love, and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Mugo. My name is Ivania Naidu. I have actually known Tiff for 12 years. And um, I think that even though we haven't seen each other in two years, like, of course our periods are synced and we're currently on a menstruation station. Uh, and I think it's the perfect way to start this podcast, to let the whole world know that we are bleeding. So, fam. Baby, my love of like not having seen you for two years. I'm such a trash friend. Dude, <laughs> it's fine. And we should have gone to public wine, but. I worked there. You, wait, you, wait, wait. You completely spoiled the vibe of this podcast. I'm supposed to ask you if you're good. Okay, but now, okay. No, but no, okay, no, no, so now we're going to just keep going with that. But okay, fine. Are you good? Let's start with that I, first. Yes, I am as good as I can be. Um, my, we've been, my family has been very confined and very, taking millions of precautions because mm-hmm. my sister has a comorbidity. She had TB a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and so we haven't really seen anyone. We don't really leave the house. You guys haven't been reckless like everyone else. No, we have not. This is, th- you're the second person I've seen in five months. What? Yeah. What? It's wild. Like, yeah. And, um... Yeah, it's only this past week that we've started, like, kind of going back to normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we, we're we definitely... Like, my sister was on the brink of death with the TB. And so... We're Wait, just, you, were you here in Joburg by that time? No, we were... She, um, her and my mom were still in Durban. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was while they were there, but... Yeah, so which is why we're just being very cautious and we're a little bit afraid. Um, yeah, but it's only this past two weeks I think I've really started like losing my mind. Um, it took you five months to start losing your mind. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just knowing that there's someone's life is on the line. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you focused. Yeah, and you're just like, okay... Um, you have to just force yourself. Like, I, last week was the first time I had a dinner with a friend, a social distancing dinner. Um, and I was actually so happy to come out today in the sunshine. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's also been really trash weather. I know, eh? but it's also, like, I would have to, like, stand on my balcony between, like, 9 and 11 when I had sun. <laughs> and just, like, oh, because absorb. are you in an apartment? Yeah. Yeah, so apartments are not loyal. So you're yeah. just, like, the sun will come and yeah. then it'll be gone. Exactly. So that's that's been rough. Like, but the last two weeks it has been difficult. Like, I've it's definitely fucked up. Fucked with my like mental health. Shit. So I'm trying to like resurface and like engage with people in a real way. I'm not gonna lie. You look great for somebody who's like been hermiting for like nine. months. But you always look great. I think. I've like definitely been sleeping better. <laughs> I love it. It's like I've got I've got like that beauty sleep vibe. Well, no, it's bec- so I was diagnosed with bipolar two in twenty sixteen, and I was 
deeply insomniac and I would sleep at like 6am when people would start their day and sleep till like 4pm and literally like live past people. How how um, are you balancing life then? Well, no, that was 2016 and then I'm on like a full treatment now. So I am like I think it's the first time in years that I'm like sleeping relatively normally. So I try to be in bed by one the latest. Um and I very strict with my like wake up alarm. What time um, do you wake up? Nine. So if I I know now that I need at least eight hours sleep. So preferably nine based on like I've like followed my patterns of sleep and I think the best is nine hours, but eight is fine. Um, so yeah, it's like I think that's probably why it's the first time in years that I'm actually sleeping. sleeping. Yo. Like probably. and it took a pandemic. Yeah. A pandemic. To, like, take you down. <laughs> no, dude, this pandemic has like shown all of us like our own freaking ass. I know. And it's like you sit with yourself and your own thoughts and you're just Babes, like, oh, goddamn. I've been having wine with all my demons. Like, we are squad yeah. girls. We're all on first, like, term basis, like, first name basis. But, yeah. like, yeah, you, you sit with all your demons. Yeah. See, now I, I have this complete urge to change the nature of this podcast to talk about mental health. But I'm not going to do that. I'm just going <laughs> to double bag you, right? Yeah. And we're going to do this again. Yeah, let's just go back to the beginning. To the beginning. Of time. Of time. Like, the... <laughs> Like, you, know, no, you joke, you joke, right? You joke. But like when I was, I was sitting here thinking, like, you know, when I told you that you look really, really great, I was thinking about like, you remember the way I used to hit on you when oh, you were first God. going through your breakup? Dude. Dude, you know what? <laughs> I have to be honest. And this is not like, this is not like me to flex, but I think I was in that relationship for such a long time mm-hmm. um, and at such a young age that... I, and I think it was very strange for a lot of people in, like, the community of color mm-hmm. at university. Like, I remember the first time I walked into a lecture with Anushka, like, hand in hand. People mm-hmm. were like, the fuck is happening? Like, why, why do you think is that? this person? Yeah, I think oh, it's yeah, because no. I present, I'm very feminine, so I present as straight. You, yeah, you, pre, you, you were the poster child for straightness. Like, yeah. Shane, bless your heart. Like, no, I was. I, like, I like my, like, dresses and my jewelry. Oh, you used to have these gorgeous dresses that went, like, all the way to the floor. Do you remember you used to have, yeah, like, a really yeah, beautiful, floaty one? Yeah, I was, like, one. maxi dress queen. Yeah, you were a maxi dress queen. (laughs) But, yeah, and I think that, you know, I was definitely fetishized. You were, shame. By men and women. Oh, I feel so bad because I know I was part of that group. No, but we were all whiling. Like, like, (laughs) me too, like, when when Anushka and I broke up, I was just like, what have I missed? I need to explore my sexuality. (laughs) And it was, like, like, just empowering and awakening. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd been confined to this relationship and, like, I would question at times whether I was actually just gay. You you went into your queerness into that relationship. Yeah. Right? So that was baby's first girlfriend when I met you. Yeah, and right? I wasn't even, like, questioning my sexuality or, like, experimenting. I just met someone. And you were like, yes. And I was... Na- like in my mind I was navigating what this meant mm-hmm. but I knew that I like liked her and I was attracted to her and then it just became a relationship and I was like oh okay I used to think of myself as bisexual but like we were in the relationship for such a long time and how long were y'all together again 
Like over two years, yeah. I don't really know. And, exactly. and when we were young, two years was like an entire yeah. lifetime. And I started dating her when I was seventeen. Jeez, I was. A yeah, baby. you were that youngster in yeah. university. Yeah, I I came to university when things, I was hey? seventeen, and so I didn't really know who I was, and that relationship really became my identity. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, as much as like it was very fucked up, and there was like a lot of tension. And I was very young compared to her. Um, I am very grateful to her because I learned a lot about queerness. You, you, you are, you are so gracious. Like I love people who are like can recognize the good in their exes. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. Like I'm, I'm really doing a, a good M&E where I'm like maybe you. I'm like no, you are rubbish. Get out of my life. But yeah. no, because you came in and she was part of. Like Rainbow and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, she was very... She was on the committee. Okay, so to just give, like, some context, Rainbow is, like, the gay society, like, the queer society at UCT. Yeah. Right? And, like, I remember you came, um, and, like, I, I think it was Sipu, someone who told me about you, or I saw you doing, like, Rainbow things, because I, I was not gay enough to, like, do Rainbow things in real time, you know? I was yeah. just, like, I'm an ally. I used yeah. to be an ally, hey? Right. Like, I remember ally. You, you and Portia, <laughs> we were, we my were best allies. friend, were, yeah, we were definitely, like, okay, I think we're mostly straight, but, like, we're not, we're not out here trying to, like, no. tell the world. Whereas, whereas with me, like... I never stop to think about it. I just, I oh, and this is something that like I do in my life is I'm very impulsive. Mm-hmm. Also, so, do you want wine? Yes. Okay. Day like, drinking is the best. Day drinking is the only way to go forward. This is a. Oh, okay, you used to you. sell this wine. No, wait, no, not this. Not, one. no, not that one. But I got it from Public. I want Public to host this podcast. I've decided. <laughs> sponsor us. Sponsor the podcast. David, please sponsor us. Ah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I, one thing that I'm, I do that's like kind of reckless at times is I'm very impulsive. Mm-hmm. So when I started dating Anushka and getting more immersed in like the queer world on campus mm-hmm. and really learning about like these different intersectionalities, I would, I just committed to things. Like I would just do it mm-hmm. without really thinking about it. And I was very visible on campus you were because you were um, like you were doing things for rainbow so like when they did stuff you'd be at the events you'd be at the installations you'd be yeah. and like you like out here gorgeous as fuck high femme as fuck we were never ready high so femme yeah you were high femme i still am <laughs> you are though like yeah. but i think you you're high femme in like a much more landed way now. Like, I don't know how yeah. to... You know, like... You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, right. I think it's because I've kind of really settled on, like, who I am. Mm. And I've spent the last, like, decade kind of navigating that. And it's because, like, I've had to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. I've really had to learn a lot. And I've been really committed to that task. Like, I... It started for me in 2015. I remember when the Roads Must Fall protest started. Mm-hmm. And you and I, like, really disagreed on my stance. And I Did it we? was basically... Yeah, it was basically, oh God, like, was absolutely... No, but you are 100% right. And that's when I started really trying to learn. Mm-hmm. And so I... I, my, my whole stance was absolutely there's racism. It is systemic. UCT is hella white. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so is like so are the the staff and I was like 100% behind that like I didn't question that at all when when the protest started but I did question the method of protest which was very violent mm. and Oh, I remember and the conversation like, now. Yeah, 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 and like I reached out to you and I was like, what do you think? And that's when you started sharing with me. And it made me stop. Like it made me stop not just my like my thinking, but in my life. Mm-hmm. And I started reading and speaking to people and attending all the protests and learning that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I had privilege as a brown woman um and i had to be better and i it was coincidental i ended up moving to the states that year oh. um i i was studying there and i ended up being on this like incredibly white republican campus and i started really understanding you know that i i needed to really pay attention to these to issues around race and privilege and power mm-hmm. which i hadn't done prior um and i always like define myself as a queer woman of color so i took for granted that i just knew everything and i didn't like like the you didn't look at the fact that there was gradient even within the being of color type thing there yeah there different was experiences different things and, and eventually at the end i was like i am not a trans differently abled person of color and that's when i realized like my life hasn't been that difficult i never thought it was but i really started like engaging with these intersectionalities and realizing what my own privilege was and therefore what my responsibility was to mm. these communities mm. but it was a turning but i i've never told you this but it was a turning point in my life when you and i had that conversation See, no like a bitch is supposed to ride these things i could be like a professor at yale right now just off that flex right? yeah exactly. like i, I could have changed my whole life you changed my life by not telling me that there you go This is not um, awkward. I know. But you know what actually <laughs> no, cuz you've been publishing books, you've been giving talks, you've been doing podcasts, like you've been like doing it. Um yeah, and so ever since then I've like you know that I'm generally like a raging whatever, whether it's a you, feminist. You you know you are like, you are ready. Do you remember when we had like actually now I need to then go back to asking you about things. Wait. But like wait, let me actually like double back. So you identify as bisexual, right? No. You don't. I don't identify as bisexual. Oh my I, god. I identify as pansexual. I knew it. I had a feeling yeah. when I was putting this down. I was like this bitch is not bisexual. No. But I'm a brush my luck. So you identify as pansexual. When I, did you You like, know what the, you know what happened was uh-huh. when we were 2008 I was in a in a gay relationship. You're a whole I, lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> I was like We didn't have the terminology pansexual. No. It wasn't something that we were really engaging with or understood. Mm. And so it was that we had a talk at like Rainbow hosted this talk about um like what it means to be trans and had trans people speaking. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I really like engaged with the idea of what being what trans meant and mm-hmm. who these like where these people were in society because mm-hmm. they were they were they weren't visible because they couldn't be mm-hmm. and i sat there and i was like i could be with someone trans mm-hmm. 
But I never thought beyond that at that time. And it's only really in the last, like I'd say, five years that I, re- I learned what trans meant. And I realized that that's, I was pansexual. Like I don't... That your, sexu- that, that your sexual attraction spectrum went beyond the binary, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I, guys, I don't know. Sometimes I feel tense because I identify as bisexual. And I think sometimes I, I identify as bisexual. And I'm going to say this. It's my podcast. Fucking fight me. But sometimes I think <laughs> I do it to piss off, like, people who are like, no, but, like, you can't be bisexual, the greediness, the this, the that. The. And also, I'm, I'm of the firm believer that queer is not a sex like queer is a is an umbrella term yes i right? agree so like for me yeah. when somebody's like i'm queer i'm like eh, says nothing god bless you it means that mm-hmm. you know you don't believe in the heteronormative framework mm-hmm. but you can be straight and queer you can be mm-hmm. bisexual i've met people who identify as queer but are straight yeah so have i so whenever somebody's like i'm queer i'm like what is that supposed to tell me no that, that does not tell no, me whether i can hit on you or not i know but it's because it's like you're pro queer but it doesn't mean necessarily you're queer but i'm not out here like judging people <laughs> like for, and their identities but i yeah like when I write, I will say I'm a queer woman of color, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, maybe I should start saying pansexual, but I, I think I, queer I is a politics. So when you write, yeah. you can say you're a queer woman of color. Yeah. But like, if I'm trying to slide into your DMs, telling me you're queer, ah, fam, you're like, you're yeah. messing with me now. Cause I, I feel like you've not given me adequate information. But like, Tiff, it's also not about you though. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, I didn't say I wasn't. I didn't say I stopped to be messy. <laughs> I said I started a podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So I get that. Step. It's not. It's not about me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I like. I do not. I have to admit. Like I'm pretty open minded, but I don't really understand when straight people say I'm queer. Uh-huh, it's like okay. for me. It's like you're pro queer. You're an ally. So you're an. So so it's like when people go the A in LGBTQIA plus stands yeah. for ally. Yeah. So for you, it feels like when somebody's like, oh, I'm queer yeah 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 because yeah i agree it's an umbrella term like i think that we're like trying more to say we're queer whether we're pansexual bisexual gay trans because we were trying to like present a united front Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because there's so much gay men never call themselves queer but we need to talk about that one day i actually haven't noticed but if i'm honest like i don't even know gay men so, like I just I just surround myself with like queer, queer women. women. Yeah, no, me too. Like I, I I have gay men who I work with. So like if we're like, you know, if I'm producing like so with this podcast, like I've had gay men on the podcast because I'm like, look, guys, it's it's a spectrum, ne? It's not mm-hmm. just me and like my three queer f- like women friend type things, but like I was having so I had a gay man. Um, you know, so in terms of chronology, I'll, last week, when somebody's yes. listening to this podcast now, last week I had a gay man and they were talking about how gay men never identify as queer. And then it was a conversation I was having with my lover and I was like, and they were like, yeah, okay, so I have gay male friends, but like none of them identify as queer. And it's like, and, the, and she was like, what is that about? And I was like, actually, I don't know. But I think it's because they're like, they don't need the politics around taking away from like the inherent sexuality like not even sexuality but the inherent gender by being Mm -hmm. a gay man there is like a huge amount of power in that Mm -hmm. because like much as you're like yes subjugation of gay men and you are still a man and when Mm -hmm. you go into the lgbtq 
LGBTQIA plus community, you can see gay men being gay men. They can mm-hmm. you can see them being men. They take up so much space. Yeah, that's wow, true. Wow, gay men take up so much space. No, that's true. Yeah. And I think that's why I <laughs> keep my circle pretty tight with like a woman. You're like queer women, thank you. Yeah. I just my experience of gay men and like let me emphasize this has been my experience. Yeah. This is no way like <laughs> Don't a definitive position, right? <laughs> but like gay men um I feel especially like white gay men, right? Woo! This is the where, Batman, this is the Joker to buy Batman. So oh my problematic God. for me, right? Is because white gay men think that they deal with adversity but don't want to recognize that they have so many privileges that mm. come with it. Mm. You know, they are white. They can present a straight if they choose to. Mm-hmm. Um and we live in and a culture. Men. Yeah, exactly. And that more than anything else. And it's like we live in a culture that is a fr- like an in- entire infrastructure that is built for men. And we as women just like have to circumvent it and just navigate around the bullshit. Yeah. So I think I have that's my concern with, and like my th- the reason I find a lot of white gay men problematic is because I don't think from the people I know, I don't find them to be aware of the different intersectionalities and what their privilege and power yeah, is. Yeah, I was about to be like, their knowledge of intersectionality is yeah. zero to like yeah. 0.12. Like. Right. And that's why I have a problem with them identifying only as gay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe it's better to identify as queer because maybe you should be taking on the politics of it. Maybe you mm. should be engaging with it. Maybe you should like dismantle your your privileges and like your conceptions of like what it means. Yeah. Mm. So I was supposed to be asking you, see, like, look at you making this podcast all political. I was supposed to be asking you about like how you're dating. And okay, so okay, let's let's go back to that. Uh, so are we going back now to that? Everybody knows I'm a raging queer woman of color feminist. Yeah, yeah. Bad yeah. bitch. Yeah. Like, you are a bad bitch. And it's in your bio. I put it in your bio. Don't <laughs> worry about this. Um so like so okay, so you over the last five years, you've been conceptualizing, your, not conceptualizing your sexuality, but like properly understanding it in its fullness. And you've, you're at the point where like, you know, at, for now, pansexual, because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to come out in the next three years, yeah, guys. In the next, true. like, we could all be left at the last right, right? Um, <laughs> so like, so now you at pansexual, like, what has it been like dating for you? Because one of the things I have always said about you, right? Um, and I'm going to say some problematic shit on this podcast because that's what we do so I've always been like your nonsense babe so like I've always been with you I'm like you are a proper bisexual right yeah and not to say like I understand being a bisexual myself I'm like I understand it's a spectrum that you know like you can either be like predominantly attracted to men or women but there was always something or you can be like in the middle or whatever 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 like it's it's a spectrum and it's like a whole vibe right and I get that but there was always something about you where I felt that there was no one in the world who would ever have accused you on, of being on your way to straightness or on your way to queerness, right? There was always something about you where you, not you felt equal opportunity because now that makes it sound like you for the streets, right? Like, <laughs> but there's something about you that always felt like you really embodied that idea of 
I am attracted to the person, which now makes sense mm-hmm. that you're pansexual, like you're pansexual and your pansexuality was yeah. always there. We yeah. just didn't have the terminology for it. Yeah. And I've always like, because, you know, I chat behind your back all the damn time. <laughs> and like, it's between the squirting and this, right? So, but we'll get okay. on to the squirting. Okay. Um, <laughs> so with this, I always had this feeling like you genuinely are attracted to people. Yes. Right? And so, how has it been like dating? Because that means you've dated some dudes. Like, you've dated yeah. some, like, deep black men. And you've dated yeah. some privileged white men. And you've dated, like, the cool woman of color with the short hair, with the deep politics. Did I tell you I met Anushka a few years later? And, like, I don't even know what we got into. But I was like, bitch, you ain't seen me in, like, four years. What is this energy? Oh, that energy is <sighs> consistent. Damn! Like, <gasps> I, I ran into her a couple of times, like, after we broke up. And she was just very... But, like, this is generally her temperament. It's like, she's kind of abrasive. So abrasive. And we were in Grahamstown, guys. It was the end of the day. We've all been drinking. You know, it's cold in Grahamstown. We're just trying to live... We were sitting by a fire. That shit was luxurious, right? We were <laughs> well, sitting by, like, it's a like, big... like, why are you coming here with this energy? Oh, anyway, so, but I just want to ask, so, like, what has dating been like for you? Like, as somebody who is, like, you know what? God damn it. We live in a world of WAP. For yeah. the streets, be. Because I feel like emotion, like, attractive-like, you are very, you you really do just like the person. Yeah, I yeah. always have. Um, I have, what has dating been like for me? Mm. Um, it's been a journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, to say the least. But, yes, I, my first relationship was a queer relationship with a woman of color, um, and then I started, when we broke up, it really was like, I've been missing out. Yeah, yeah. And so I, there were a lot of, there were actually, like, a, like the one thing I was accused of the entire time was that once this relationship ends, I'll just be straight. Like, that's what people told me <sighs> constantly. Yeah. Including her. No, no, that's, that's okay. That, that's a podcast in and of itself. Yeah, that whole right. thing of, like, you are just, like, mucking about right now. Yeah, you're and just even, dipping your toe in this fountain. And even the person that you're with, the person that you give your body to, your emotion, because, like, at one point, y'all, like, kind of lived together, right? Did you? Mm. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, but, like, still this person with their chest is, like, you're going to be straight once. Number one... Like, you really foresee the end of this relationship. Number two, why? Mm. Like, but yeah, so... I did feel I've... I was always... Yeah, like, accused of, you're going to go back to men. Mm-hmm. So, like, stop, like, pretending. And interestingly, like, I, I did... I was with men and women. And, well, when I was with men... It was like either white men or black men. Never, I've never been with an Indian person. Really? And it's because I don't think Indian people understand me. <laughs> no, you are a bit rogue. You are yeah. a bit rogue, Shem. And Shem. so, especially like straight like Indian men, it's, it's I'm like too eccentric and weird, and like my my like social justice perspectives are like radical mm-hmm. and too like revolutionary. Um, and I don't even know that many queer Indian women. So there was that barrier. But I... I only know one. Me. No, ish, no you, <laughs> other than you, Ishta. Okay, Is I Ishta know. Indian? I only know one. 
two other queer Indian women. And so I started dating and it was... Also, you didn't cut your hair. You know, because like every single queer Indian woman I know always cuts their hair like all cute and pixie-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's disastrous. It ruined my life and my body, but it's fine. I... I well remember I had long ass hair. You did, but and now it's much shorter. Okay, but so I, fam, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've so fam, always... for those in the studio, for those not in the studio, right? So yes, it is much shorter, but it's still very long. Yeah, it definitely it's, is. It's like it's supposed it's to be the pixie cut. That is. But let me tell you, okay? <laughs> I have always wanted short hair. Okay. Not pixie level, like that's too wild for me. <laughs> but I have wanted short hair. Like a bob. No, like a proper shortcut, but like a like with length. Okay. You know. Okay. Like I, I guess like I know people are gonna hate me for saying this, but I can't think of another person. <laughs> but like a Chris Jenner vibe. <laughs> okay. So forgive me. But for I like get it. No, like into this, like no, the no, whitest, straightest, most privileged woman <laughs> in the world. But yeah, I don't know how else to describe it. And yeah, so after after that relationship it was like white men black men um black woman some white woman that was it mm. um and it was i didn't really think about it at that time i still wasn't like really engaging with like the the politics of it all i was about to ask like did dating in these different vibes and like if because it, it's essentially dating within different spheres right mm. dating like in yeah just like different like time zones essentially so like i was gonna ask like did that actually lead you into your whole you know because you you do conceptualize race and it's like mm. one of the things that you do think about and you are like you know versed in and you know, your mind is doing a thing. So did the dating lead into that? Or was it one of those things of like, outside of your dating, you began to explore like that? Well, I, there was one relationship mm-hmm. that really Don't became, mind me, I'm just always trying to find my questions. You can't be that person. Um, there was one relationship that really like um, facilitated that conversation mm-hmm. of queerness, of being a woman, of being, like, a dark-skinned Indian woman, of mm-hmm. being um, a feminist, like, all these things that, like, we're told based on, like, the heteronormative structure that we shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a white man. Um, was it the one who we met of, over drinks at that... You remember, like, when you first moved to Joburg and we met for drinks and you were dating a white dude? Was it no. a different white dude? The rich one. Was he rich? With a beard? Did he have a beard? Oh, did you meet him? I didn't meet him. I yes. never meet them. The, I've only ever met one. The one yes. who we went both to school with, who shall remain unnamed for the purposes of this. I don't even know who you're talking about. But like, The one who we went to school with? Remy? That's the oh. only one of your, your no, people I've No, I'm talking about white men. Oh, no, I've never met any of your white men. <gasps> you're ashamed of me. There's some racism shit right here. No, I'm ashamed of them. I'll take that. I'll take that. No, like, not all of them. Like, some of them are great. Like, most of them have been great. And I don't think I could have been with a white man who who was not great. But having said that, I was once. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't see it coming. So this is the one who made you conceptualize race and feminism. But let me just tell you what I did. I gave him, like, um, questions on, like, day two. 
like answer for 50 marks. Oh shit, of course you did. Of about, course you did. Like issues around like sexism, mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, climate change. Because Ooh. I was like, you gave, don't come here. You, gave, you then, gave a white man those questions? Yeah, because I was like, Some I, next level shit, they are never ready. You need to know, I need to know, we're not going to take this forward, like take the next step here if like we're not on the same page. Like yeah. I will never date someone who's not like politically on the same page. I love it. I Your am. pussy is political. Yeah, I've absolutely. Like yeah. I politicize everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And so he was like, it, it seemed to be fine. Like, he was like, no, I understand who you are. I, I support that. Like, I respect it. Mm-hmm. And then when the men are trash thing came about. Oh, Lord. No, that will show you men's ass. Yeah. That will show you men's face, guys. Right? Because we're at that point where people can say definitively, yes, racism is bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, But we aren't at that point where men are willing to accept that they're part of the problem. Yeah, that like, sexism is bad. Yeah. Men are like, ah, is it though? No, they're like, yeah, women deceive deserve equal rights but don't implicate me as part of the problem because yeah. I'm a good man yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. So, not all men hashtag yeah and that was the thing that broke us because he was not all men and I was men are fucking trash rubbish Billy and that I I remember that night like so what happened was we went to lunch with all my female friends, like, mm. and woman friends, sorry. And like the conversation, like we're, ve- and it's all, they were all white women, right? Mm-hmm. N- none of them were queer, but the conversation came up about like around like race and sexism and privilege and power and, mm-hmm. and him and his friend were there, also another white guy. And they were just like, they got battered and bruised in this conversation, right? Did, oh, like, like, was it they were just sitting there? And t- or were, they, were they trying to, like, clap back? Yeah, him? well, he wasn't. And so it, it made me, like, believe that, like, I could see he was listening. And I mm-hmm. think that that was, for me, it was like, okay, that's a good step, right? Okay. Like, rather than speaking without knowing anything. Well, yeah, saying shit with your chest. Like, yeah. Like, there's a lot of people out here saying shit with their chest. And But his friend was very vocal. Woo! And but also birds of a feather. So I always am very wary when if your friend is mm, insert thing here. That is what I've learned. I'm like, mm, yeah. No. It's like the people you surround yourself with. It's very important to find out ASAP Rocky, like what's <laughs> happening. Okay. So um, we had that, like he got pummeled. They both got pummeled in that conversation because I'm sitting with like other raging feminists. Mm-hmm. I actually, we should stop saying raging feminists. We should just say feminists because, like, what we're doing is vilifying. Yeah, as if, like, you're some sort of, like, wild, radical. Like, sometimes you're actually just existing and you're just, you you understand things. Either you're feminist or you're not. Like, why do you have to be raging? Like, I'm never, I'm going to start saying that. Like, no one says somebody's a raging, like, academic or whatever. They really like, like, oh my God, they study so much. They're raging. No, they're just academic exactly. and smart exactly they're just so, a feminist that is a good note i'm gonna stop doing that nice um, so am i okay cool. cool okay um and then he like proceeded to ambush me with all his friends because he thought it was an ambush and i was just like this was the not fact planned. that the fact that you thought it was an ambush is also yeah, exactly <laughs> problematic yeah. and like Honestly, it really wasn't planned. It was just that these are my friends. These are conversations we have all the time. So you just happen to be there at a normal time for us. Like, this, 
That's also another thing, like, have. a lot of people don't understand. Because, like, you remember, like, when we used to get together with, like, the Nyashas and everything, and, and, like, stuff would always get political, right? Yeah. And I remember, oh, actually, I have the perfect example for when you were there. You remember when I brought Nail? Oh. My ex? Yeah. That was, that was a time in your life. <laughs> that was a time in all our lives. Oh, babes, that was a time in everybody's life. Yeah. Me dating somebody... Long distance was a time in everyone's life. I should have known that honey was not was not the best. But no, but long distance wasn't the problem. Like the exactly problem the fact that somebody could be a time. Mm. So do you remember that time when we were all at Rachel? Well, no, it wasn't Rachel. It was Holly. When she, I she did she live with Rachel at that point? Yeah, but you they, remember they were all living together. Yeah, yeah, so they were all living together, and we had that bry outside, and it was I think. It was you, I think Anushka was there. Gita was um, there. Gita, like, there was like, a whole bunch of us. Yeah. Like, Vanilla was there. So, like, we were a real mashup of friends, yeah. right? Nyasha, Lulu, like, we were all there just there. There was this whole East African crew, Harry. Like, everybody was yeah. there, right? And it was good times, and, like, things got political. And you remember, like, now just sitting there. Yeah. And being, like, just staring. Yeah. So now, later on, I don't think I ever told you this, like, later on, um, when we were, so we went back to the house, and she's like, why did we do that? Right, because you remember we left early because she started yeah, being all yeah, tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you used to leave early a lot. Oh my gosh, Come guys, late, please leave early. Please, guys, um, don't date somebody who always makes you leave early places that you want to be in. Anyway, so because and you remember I lived on the other side of the fence, so I could yeah. still hear you guys jamming. Anyway, so I remember now when we went back. So she was like, did the whole sulky thing, sucked the air out the room. Eventually, <laughs> like, um, and we were sitting outside brying, so that was a lot of air to suck out. Um, and then so now when we went back to the other side she was like why did we go there and I'm like because you want to hang with my friends and then she went on about how we think we're so smart that we just make things political no no I'm like you're a whole lawyer you are trained to be a lawyer how how did that what 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 is anyone can be a lawyer let me tell you no fam like do you remember our law class was like half white men (laughs) Oh my gosh. And mostly men in yeah. the class, right? So and, they, and they all got and they all got those, you know those weird scholarship, what is it, articles things? Yeah. Like all of them got that. Like I, I remember I met one from our class. Met one? We're yeah. like talking about them like like this. Like strange like in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I like strange creature. No, I met one and we realized that we were in the same class and he was like, Yeah, like it must be so nice for you. You must have like a really fancy law job now. And I'm like, actually I didn't end up doing law, right? And then he's like, Yeah, like I I didn't really get my articles, but you know, I failed law, but you know, and I had to repeat a couple of times, but like now I'm going to Wentworth and whatever. Like Webber Wenzel. There you go. He's like, I have an interview tomorrow, but like, and I have to get my Dolce and Gabbana suit. But like, you know, I couldn't just score that interview. Like, I had to ask my dad. I was like, Are you? Are you? Can you hear? Are yourself? you? Are you not? You failed law. Yeah. You failed law, yeah. but you still believe that you should work for Webber Wenzel. Yeah, well, that's like typical white man. I was just like, bullshit. and he's, but he had the audacity to look me in the face and be like, you probably would get, like, you probably getting the job. And I'm like, but I, I, I never failed law repeatedly. So it's, I, no, but what's crazy is that I know so many men, like one of my best white? friends, one of my best friends, um, exes mm-hmm. was that man. Was uh. like it, he was literally like I am immigrating to Australia because I as Foot a sec. white man, like, I can't get a job in this country. And I was like, yeah, go, go, footsack. I was like, yes, I'm we've back. heard that Australia are taking racists. Go ahead, leave. go. We don't Take, want go. you yet. Go, you know. And so like that's like that was with standard practice. Like that's what we're used to, right? It's exhausting. 
Wait, I was trying to ask you. Oh, wait. So, like, so now this guy, he ambushes you. Yeah. So after thinking you ambushed him when literally you were yeah. just living your life. And then what was that like? And I was traumatized. Like, I was just, it was like, it was a full-on assault. Like, they, it was, like, prepared. How right? many of them were there? There were three of them and me. And it was just, like... You by yourself? Yeah. And there was just no space to talk. And... They did the whole thing of like, yeah, but this is my black friend. And they had like a black guy there. And he was just like, not on the same. Like, oh. and I was just like, betrayer. But yeah. And I was like, okay, but maybe I shouldn't judge him. He's just trying to assimilate. Like we're all forced into this like heteronormative white culture. Like we're all just trying to survive. Right. Mm-hmm. But I went home that night and I was like, I can't do this. This is not going to work. Because I was like. You don't, it's not just like we don't agree on this point. You don't understand who I am. Mm -hmm. And you don't understand that this is fundamental to my life. These are my core values. Mm. So there's no point going forward with this. Like these are non-negotiable. There's some non-negotiables, these are them. But there, having said that, I have been with white men who get it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, from even from our law class. White men from our law class. Like three white men from our law class. Where did you find the three white men from our law class? I like actually. Also, where do you find the people you date? They find me, man. No, yeah, I know you are here looking like a whole fucking goddamn. No, no, but not because of that. No, no, no. Let me be problematic and say that. Can I be honest? (laughs) No, tell me. I am. (laughs) I am silly on social media. I don't have social media anymore. I'm like done with that life. Wait, you you don't have like Instagram? Instagram? I don't have anything. Your Instagram was like is very lit. very peaceful. Mm, like, but imagine. yeah, I it was it was actually like Facebook and Instagram where I genu I okay fine I make like very political comments, but I'm also generally just like about jokes. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like f- like saying nonsense. Like like one of my statuses were my grandmother told me that I have fat knees. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and like, sh- like shit, like that. Like I was just like just out, the, just yeah, yeah. just. <laughs> and so I that is what like got out the conversation starting because like one like there was one guy like we had a vibe before but like nothing happened mm-hmm. and he like loved because he's also incredibly funny. I found him like very witty and like engaging and and. So, like, there was that dynamic that already existed that was facilitated by Facebook. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> there was another guy who, like, slid into my DMs, like, was from law school and was just like, you're hilarious. And that's how we, like, started vibing. So it's not just you out in the world looking like a whole snack. Guys, like, also, I, I, I seldom engage nicely on social media despite it paying my bills. I should probably not admit this. But, like, I, I still, I think I'm still wrapping my head around seeing someone on social media and being like, yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, this is a thing. I, I need to DM this person. Like, I understand, like, okay, look, if you are chatting over, like, mi- mix it. Really? How old am I? Wow. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> WhatsApp wow. or Signal or whatever. And, like, you have a general rapport going and then you like their social media posts. Cool, right? Thirst trapping. But... Like, where you don't know this person from Adam, Eve, Steve, 
Like, no, no, but these are people I knew that I've had as friends, okay. right? I knew them from law school, but we never, like, were really close at law school. So just, like, vaguely known. They were, like, the, the that laptop brigade of people, mm. you know, the ones who were, like, post-grads already, they've been there, they're the smartest ones in class, they're yeah, always yeah, answering yeah. the questions, they've always done their readings, and I was just Ugh. not that person, and I was very, like, young and naive, and... And then, like, to have these same people, like, reach out to me and be like, you're dope, I was, like, quite surprised. Mm -hmm. Because they were much older than us, and, like, we didn't really relate to each other in any way. But, yeah, like, but having said that, I've never slid into anyone's DMs. Like, never. Maybe it's my pride, but also I just don't understand it. Yeah, no, there you go. We're the same WhatsApp group. Like, I just, I don't get it. Like, I just, I wouldn't, I don't think I ever have, and I don't think I will, but especially now, because I don't even have social media, so, like, I can't be bothered. So wait, how how are you dating now? Like, what do you what what? I am in a relationship. Like, You're in a relationship. Just, let me just tell you, this is my third consecutive long distance relationship. Wait, who's the where? where okay, okay, don't. Okay, cool, because it's new. Not not new, but because it's in real time. You don't have to spill the tea. How did you meet? What is the vibe like? My current relationship. Yes. Okay, so how long? Because you know it could have been like eight years for all I know. No, it's no. been, it's almost six months. Mm. But let me just tell you, it's like, I have been in Is this a like quarantine hookup? Wild, no, I've been in like wild relationships the last few years. Like, the first one was long distance, he was in Cape Town. The second one, she was in New York. The third one, New currently... York. Guys, why, why do people... Okay, I, I love the way I'm saying that, despite the fact that I'm actively trying to fuck somebody on another continent. Yeah. But it's yeah. It's don't fine. judge. Like yeah, I was I was about to judge you. I was like, what is wrong? No, but like, you women could... who are trying to like get people, and then I was like, whoops. No, but like we <laughs> met in New York. Oh, okay. It wasn't like a yet. social media <laughs> mess. Like, and then the third one, a social media mess. We, I love you. We met in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. She's from Reunion Island. Like, where's that? I'm I'm about to be mad. I know. I didn't know either. She had to give me a whole tutorial, and it's four hours from here. Direct flight. It's near Mauritius. Oh, and they're a French territory, like because colonization. The French guys. And but my ex is also French, mm. but like the one from New York. Yeah, and so I I keep saying I was like I think I was just found the wrong French one the first time around, but mm. <laughs> yeah, and so now I'm in a third long. Like I hate long distance relationships. Really? And my therapist has told me that I it's obviously because I have a fear of commitment. Damn. And I like, guys, therapy like, is necessary and just stressful. It's just work. It's you know? so much work. And Holy I was just like, in the last, my last few relationships, I don't think that that was true. I really believe that I was trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's because like people not from here relate to me better. I've heard that with a couple of people, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm over wild for South Africans. <laughs> Across every race. <laughs> And gender. I think I'm I'm like a little bit Race too much. and gender. Yeah, I'm a little bit too much. Like I'm strange to people. Like, and like what? So so the current one is is the one from the islands. Yes. Ooh. So then the honey from the islands. I know yeah, that's the wrong she's, accent, she's but like I'm gonna do it. She's like a proper like island girl. Ooh. And we met in Joba. Does she have dreadlocks? No, she has an afro. Ah. Ah. <laughs> for this content. So she's she's Creole. Um. She was in Johannesburg on a two-year contract, mm-hmm. and 
we met for, on Tinder. Like, I was straight up... You met on Tinder? Yeah, I was straight up rebounding from, like, my ex who bro- broke my heart, like, last November. So I got, like, my friends did my, made my Tinder profile. I love friends who will do that. And, I, like, I respect friends who will do that. Like, yeah, I'm they here were, for it. they were, like... It was in Jan. They were like, you need to, like, get your life together. Like, you have to move on from this girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, fine. And I went on the first date, which was a tragedy. With it her? Was, no, not with her. Okay. With um, a white woman who identified as bisexual, right? Okay. I don't do well on Tinder. <laughs> Let me preface this conversation with I do not do well on Tinder. And people never believe me. But I think it's like people don't believe that I'm queer. I can get right? that, but yeah, it's so, messed up, but I can get that. So I don't do well. Like people, like I would see my friends Tinder and they would like get matches every day and I would get like a match a day maybe. And so my options are very limited. Like when it's men, when I put like my interests are like, and I choose men, then it's like a whole different game. Mm-hmm. But when it's like, when I'm, I'm exclusively like on there and it's, I, I you're, choose you're women, choosing women, it's just not the same. Have thing you tried me. her? I, I've seen it, but it's like not well known. Like there are not a lot of people on no, there. No, like, look, I think I need to do the work to get people onto her because her seems like a vibe, right? Yeah, but like, I know, like, overseas, it's big. Like, I know my my friend is on it, and she only uses that now. She, she only uses her. Or, like... Like, guys, I think, I think I'm, I'm going to holler at her and be like, let's just do a whole campaign here. Let's do a thing. Yeah, it's going to be good. give us like, the money. Do the money. Like, like and we go from Durban to money. Cape Town to Joburg to yeah. Limpopo. We just fucking fuck it up, right? Yeah. Because I feel like... Because I've heard some real horror stories about Tinder and, like, how it's really difficult to navigate racially, yeah. uh, sexually, genderly type thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, okay. So then, so you went on a tragic date with some white honey and you were like, ah, because, no. But as I said before, it's because I'm very femme. Mm-hmm. So I'm a non-threatening queer. Aha. So these women, like, these, these women want to experiment with me. No. Oh, because do they think that you're also potentially an experimenter? I don't like they. Obviously, there's a there's a perception based on the way I look that mm-hmm. I'm not like this raging gay. Oh, I need to stop saying raging. But like, yeah, <laughs> like, a raging something. I'm just no, like them, so maybe I'm like them. Ah, yes, that you're yeah. here. You're just here to yeah. You're yeah, here to play. To, not like slay. have a nice time. Mm-hmm. Like, but so I went on the first date and she. Thinks now she tells me she thinks she's bisexual and I was like fuck. She thinks. Yeah. So she's and, thinking all over whatever it and is. And I was just doing. I said to her from jump like the date was forty five minutes because 45. and the only reason is because we ordered food. But oh, I was about to be like okay so you didn't get to food but you that like had it not been have, it, had it, you it just been drinks been for the food it would not have been a thing. Okay. So, don't worry. Keep talking. I'm coming. So go basically. She was like, I don't know what my sexuality is. I'm trying to like think about it more and navigate it. And um, and I, w- I said to her straight up, I was like, I'm not here to be someone's experience. Okay. I was like, I've been queer for 12 years now. Dude, you, you are no longer baby queer. Yeah, and I, I was like, I'm really sorry, like... But I'm not the person to have this experience with. And there was no chemistry over and above that. But the one thing I did like was she's taller than me. And no one's taller than me. Wait, how tall are you? Like 1'7". Are you taller than me? Oh, 100% Tiffany. (laughs) 
You come to have more boobs, man. Oh, okay. Number one, yeah. fuck you. Number two, I could be taller than you don't know. There's 100% no chance whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Like, I love how delusional you are, but absolutely I have delusions not. of grandeur. Yeah. But, like, because we have to wrap this up, because Leon just passed me the note. Being like, wrap it up. I'm like, you wrap it up. Um. Okay, so wait. So now with this person... It's good. It's been yeah. six months. You're navigating the long distance. It's like everyone hard. else. It's been really hard because mm-hmm. we don't know when we're going to be able to see each other again. Oh, Zutalo, yeah. Because Cyril is just not having it. No, Cyril's not having a lot of things, right? It's very cute. She's like following Cyril and she has been like socially har- like harassing him on Instagram to be like, when are your borders opening? When are your borders opening? And it's I'm like, Cyril, like, you don't know my life. And I'm just like, <laughs> Chloe, like... It's not going to work. Like, don't like, harass the president like, on Instagram. I'm going to follow this very closely. So we don't know when we're going to see each other okay. again. Um, and I'm always in this, like, long-distance mess. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so we're in this. We're really committed to each other. Mm-hmm. We do well more than we don't. Okay, that's good. That's always yeah. a beautiful sign. And we've we've had a lot of bumps, but we've always kind of made it through. And I'm usually that person who's like second argument, bye, cut and run. Like I'm tired, snip snip. You know, mm-hmm. and but we've like worked out a lot of stuff, and so yeah, we're doing good. We just don't know when we're gonna see each other again. <sighs> I love you. Okay. And so like we're an interesting couple. Like when people see us, it's like this Indian like femme girl with this. Like she vacillates. Is she she vacillates, yeah, between like femme and mask. Ah, uh, so she's stemmy. So, okay, yeah, I like so it. So they like when they see her like this like she looks colored here, but she's Creole and she has an afro and you like on a different like on each different day, like she presents in a different way based mm-hmm. on like the way she dresses. So when people would see us, they were like, What is going on here? <laughs> Even like, even when I had dinner with like my like my queer friends, mm-hmm. they would just, people kept staring at us and being like, "This is an interesting." What couple. what is going on here? Yeah, I'm here for this content. Also, next time she comes, she need to, I I need to meet her. Also, oh, yeah. can I? But first, I need to stop being a shitty friend. But okay, <laughs> so just to wrap this up, is there anything else you would like to say? Because we we've been doing this thing, like we're doing this thing. Well, do you want to ask me one of the questions that were there? Ah, uh, no, it's fine. I'm just gonna double. Like you don't understand. Like you're gonna be like. I'm going to double bag you because I've also decided I'm, I've am i picked up very quickly who, people who I like interviewing. Yeah. And also, because this is like 50 minutes now of just us talking. Oh, wow. That went by fast. Right? But so, it's because we're friends and like we have a whole history. Exactly. So I can double bag you. Like, I think I want to come and bring you on here purely for sex. Like, just sex oh, questions. Oh, fuck. We didn't even touch that. We subject. didn't even touch. But I just want to give a shout out to Portia. Because Portia is... Y'all have been squad goals for we a minute. ride or die. Yes! I literally have been mostly in die situations. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's because of, like, her, like, political life, right? Um, but we have... Yeah, we just wrote a show, a TV show. Oh, my gosh. Please tell us just a little bit about... Like, you don't have to give spoilers, but just, like, a little bit. And then so, we're going to come and you're going to talk about it all over again. Okay, okay. So we are... We wrote it based on our lives. And let me just, like, clarify, right? Okay, every best friend couple thinks their dynamic is, like, special and unique and feels the need <laughs> to capture is. it and uh-huh. share it with the world. But we actually are trying to do it only because we have very, like, I haven't seen her and I on TV. And I want to see more representation. I'm here but for it. But it's also because she has a very interesting political background. She does. That has introduced, like, 
apart, like we always politicize everything, but this is actual politics that are brought into. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's an actual, there's actual issues of survival. So it's, yes, we're queer woman of color. She's East African. I'm fourth generation Indian South African. Um, we both come from intensely religious families. My family are Hindu, hers are Christian. Um, we both struggle with mental health. Um, and we... No, we have not seen your story. You don't have to sell it to us anymore. Like we have not seen your story because and as, considering i also know like Porsche's yeah background. Like, background and everything like yo so like yeah. but when, 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 me, when, me, when is it happening say, yeah let yeah. me say this okay mm-hmm. it's a comedy of course it's a comedy <laughs> because the only thing that has kept us going and like that unifies us is our shared sense of humor mm-hmm. and so like we wanted to have like the dark sensibility of fleabag but we position it like the silliness of it comes like but like is between like broad city and chewing gum I love it. And so we've like written, like we have everything planned. We've worked on it for the last year. And now we're trying to like get it out there. Like pitch it to people. Do you yeah. want to get it out there here, there, where? Um, or does it not matter? We've written it so that, well, it's it's quite very South African. Like we really wanted it to be South African. And I have so, some people you must talk to then. So it's like load shedding, um, you know, like people begging on the street, like things that are like, in like uniquely South African. Okay, I'm sending you a number now, and yeah, you just go and holler do. at this person. Okay, so, so you just talk amongst yourself. So yeah, we're trying to like get in touch with like Gambit, who did Blood and Water, with Deprente, who did Queen Sono, because mm-hmm. um, they're like they sell stuff to Netflix, SA. Mm-hmm. Um, but like overseas, like we would love. Like, and I know this is like a long shot, but like, we would love it to be on like HBO because HBO has. Oh, no, HBO done is lit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Netflix, uh, maybe even Hulu, Comedy Central. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to try our best to get it as far as we can. We don't have the connections. Like, let me say that. Okay, no, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me do my one good deed of the day and ask somebody for the, okay, what's your email? And then once you get the email, then yeah, because they work in TV and that's oh, like that's, their whole that's vibe. Great. Thank you And so also much. they're a black woman and they believe in like black women things and what's POC name? Me things, pet. Oh, okay. I thought it was Nocipo, but that's Gambit. No. But yeah, yeah so that's what we're trying to do. Like we're trying yes. to be TV comedy writers. I love it. I love it. Okay. We're going to continue this conversation in the grass so you can get you some sun. Yes. While okay, I drink that wine. Good. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. You don't gotta thank nobody. Thank your mama. Come, let's go That was fine. That was a catch-up. That was like a whole, like, I'm still sipping wine. Mm. That was a whole catch-up. A whole catch-up. But it was not just me and the homie shooting the breeze after two years. There's some things that need to be discussed. And the thing I zeroed in on was the idea of bisexuality versus pansexuality. Now this, she is a contentious, she's a contentious issue. Because there's the idea that people do not feel the term bisexuality because it implies only two genders and pansexuality are just bisexuals with like you know more colors on their dress and so there's this whole like contention and confusion so I'm just gonna hit you with the basic definitions that are floating around the interwebs okay and then we'll talk a little bit more after that so bisexual an attraction to two or more genders 
another definition I found there on the internet streets. The potential to be attracted romantically and or sexually to people of more than one sex and or gender, not necessarily at the same time, not necessarily in the same way, and not necessarily to the same degree. Pansexual. A pansexual person is someone who can feel sexual attraction to anyone, regardless of their biological sex, gender, sexual, and or gender identity. Pansexuals can feel attraction towards androgynous, agender, bigender, cisgender, intersex, gender neutral, gender fluid, and transgender people. They can also be termed as omnisexual. So this is what the interwebs are saying. So like when you think about it and you look at it, I feel that for me, off the cuff, off just like at face value, pansexual feels a lot more all-encompassing, right? Whereas bisexuality, sometimes because of the bi, can give the impression that it is a lot more stringent and a lot more about like, you know, the man-woman dichotomy. But I feel that, and I and this is something that was confirmed the more that I read up about it, but bisexuality, the reason that it's a term that's still there is because it's, an, it's a nod to a term that came about when there was a very, very like narrow understanding of gender and gender identity, right? And so it's almost like, you know, keeping around, you know, the names of those who came before us. But a lot of bisexuals, myself included, don't conform to that idea of like, just like a dichotomy, that there is, you know, the gender binary. And a lot of bisexuals, especially like if you read up on the internet and you talk to bisexuals such as myself, then it'll be a case of like, look, I have an understanding of gender that is a lot more broad now. It's a lot more broad than when I came out and when I started labeling myself. So I think that we just need to move the conversation forward, right? And we need to move the conversation past the idea that, you know, one is better than the other, one is like, also I think the idea that like bisexuality is also transphobic, that's, woo, okay, I'm not even gonna get into that on the, on the, on the podcast, but I think it is one of those things that also with pansexuality, it came about because it, it, it got into the idea of being, you know, a lot more inclusive, a lot more diverse in terms of your sexual attraction. But then, yeah, I think this is one of those things I'm really, really encouraging you to read up on. Um, I'm encouraging folks to actually engage with this debate because it also comes into like how people's identities are forms of attraction and the potential for othering. Yeah, no, look, I don't have enough time on the end of this podcast. I might actually have to do a podcast like this and I have somebody already in mind. But, but it is tricky and I am going to leave you now because I must go. And this is basically life. And I am your host, Tiff Mugo, telling you to calm your tits because it is never, ever that serious. This podcast was created by Hall Africa Productions and sound engineered by Leon Erasmus of Digital Fanatic Studios. Music was compiled by Mbali of Chosen Flower Collection.